Hi, I'm Daniel Foley from the Abundant Life Training Center, and welcome to our daily communion meditation, where today we're talking about aiming for full restoration. In 2 Corinthians chapter 13, the Apostle Paul tells the people, he says, I'm, I'm praying for you that you would be fully restored. And then he tells the people to strive for full restoration. So we're going to be taking communion over this today. I don't know if you have some areas of life where you need some restoration or you need some completeness in or other ways that these verses are translated. But we're going to be taking communion over this today, just asking for God's help with this. But why are we taking communion every day? About 10 years ago, I had pretty much no spiritual life whatsoever. I was doing life on my own without God, doing things my own way. But life wasn't going the way that I wanted it to go. At the time, I was running my personal training business, and my business started out great, but I got into some months where my business was losing thousands of dollars in a month. I just had the weight and stress, stress and pressure of the business on me. And I remember getting to this place of going for a walk with my wife and telling her over and over, there's got to be a better way to live. And shortly after that, I came across this challenge to start reading one chapter from the book of Proverbs every day. Proverbs has 31 chapters. So on day one of the month, you read Proverbs chapter one. Day two of the month, you read Proverbs chapter two, and then you keep going like that until the end of the month. Well, I've been doing this for a little while. And then one day, Proverbs 13, 22, just jumped off the page at me. It says, a good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. And that verse got me thinking, what's the most valuable thing we could pass on to future generations? Well, Proverbs tells us that wisdom, understanding, knowledge, those are the principal things. So I made a commitment. I want to pass on manuals and lessons and teaching for all the different areas of life. But when I got started, I had no clue where to start. So I began to totally immerse myself in the things of God, I began to seek after him. My relationship with him began to grow. He began to show up, began to teach me, began to train me, taught me this whole new way of living, where we learned to make him the source. We learned to make him the center of everything. But that meant I had to learn how to do things a new way, had to unlearn much of what I had learned in life, had to learn to operate my life in this completely different way, learning how to rest and how to trust in him, how to walk by faith, how to walk in love. And I just simply began to document what he was taking me through wasn't always easy all the time, but I just began to make notes, began to record the lessons that I was learning, and it turned into this series of books and courses that we call the Abundant Life Blueprint. But out of everything we do in the Abundant Life Blueprint, I do believe the most important lesson I would want to pass on is daily communion. Daily communion is what I call the number one table turner for all of life. It has the ability to create a turning point, to turn things around and change the trajectory of our lives going forward. Jesus says, as often as you do this, remember me. There's something so powerful about remembering him, especially in those times when we tend to forget, when we got issues and pressures on us. It helps us to abide in him so that our lives produce much fruit. 1 Corinthians 11.26 says, every time we take communion, we're proclaiming the death of Jesus, which in the case of a will or an inheritance, nothing happens until you prove the death. It's proving the death or proclaiming the death that sets in motion all of the benefits. But it's also important we take it the right way. Every time we take communion, to take it with the fear of the Lord. With deep awe and honor and reverence for the sacrifice of Jesus and all that he went through for us. But I think it's also important to remember what his sacrifice means for us. How he connects us back to God, gives us his personal relationship, this covenant relationship with him. So the process we use, we start with a two-minute long prayer, 
This mostly scripture coming from Ephesians chapter one and the prayer of Jabez found in First Chronicles chapter four. And then we take a few minutes to examine ourselves. Because the Apostle Paul says some people are weak and sick and they die early because they don't examine themselves before taking communion. And if communion has the power to do that in the negative, I believe it has the power to make us healthy and strong and give us long life if we take it the right way. And then after our time of communion, we're talking about some physical fitness tips. Because I truly believe physical exercise is meant to teach us how to exercise our faith. So let's get started with our prayer. Heavenly Father, I pray for all those who are watching or listening, their families, all those connected to them, and our church and governmental leaders. I thank you for releasing us from darkness and transferring us into the light, into the kingdom of your dear Son. I thank you for your purpose and grace given to us in Christ Jesus before time ever began. I thank you that Jesus was smitten so that you could fight for us. I keep asking that you, the Father of glory, would give us the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that we would know you better, that the eyes of our hearts would be enlightened to know the hope to which you've called us and the riches of your glorious inheritance that is in us and the immeasurable greatness of your power to us who believe, the same power that you exercised in Christ when you raised him from the dead and seated him at your right hand in heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. And you put all things under his feet and made him to be the head of the body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. If I'll ask you to bless us, to make your face shine upon us and let us find grace and favor in your eyes, expand our borders and our territory, expand our capacity to receive your purpose and grace, your love and your goodness, and to let it flow through us so that we do good and are a blessing to people all over the world. Send us opportunities to do good and be a blessing today and help us be sensitive to those opportunities. Keep your hand on us and help us do today what's right and best in your eyes and do it with peace and joy and confidence in you. And we ask you to stretch out your hand to heal and do signs and wonders and keep us from evil and pain. Through the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. All right, we're going to go through the other half of prayer. This is our time to examine ourselves. Are we making today a masterpiece? And how are we going to do that? We're going to get connected to the master. We're going to bring our relationship with God down into today. And masters of anything are masters of the fundamentals. That's what we talk about, executing these four fundamentals and bringing some presence and some fun into them today. But before we go through our fundamentals, let's remember, God's got a process. When he took the people from Egypt to the promised land, there were steps and stages and a process they went through. It didn't all happen in one day. And in a similar way, for us to step into the inheritance and the promises that God has for us in Christ, I think there's steps and there's stages. There's a process that we go through. And very simply, I think it starts with us believing God's got something better for our life, better than we could ever ask or think or dream or imagine. But it's probably going to look impossible. We have to be willing to move forward with his plan rather than wanting to go back to the way things used to be. And then we make him our Lord. We follow after him in our life. We learn how to put off our old ways and to embrace this new way of living. Learning how to walk by faith. Learning how to walk in love. Learning how to walk in forgiveness. Learning how to rest and trust in him. 
as his beautiful plan unfolds in his perfect timing. And I think it's these four fundamentals that help us to walk this out. So our first one, we got to get positioned in the light today. Every day we have to keep repositioning ourselves back into the light. This is like the on-off switch. Either we're in the light or we're in the darkness. There's no in-between. And I think it starts with humility, humbling ourselves in relationship to God, humbling ourselves in relationship to other people. Because it's the humble who are given grace. It's the humble who are exalted and promoted. And we're going to receive this forgiveness from God. We're going to forgive ourselves in the middle. We're going to walk in forgiveness with other people. And we're going to take our position in love. To walk in the light is to walk in love. Kind and patient and gentle. Always assuming the best. Keeping no record of wrongs. Delighting in the truth. Always hoping, always trusting, always persevering. Because love never fails. And we're going to take our position in gratitude and praise today. One of the greatest expressions of faith, and it's one of the easiest ways to keep our positioning all day long. And being in position is a big deal. Because when we step into the light, we're stepping into Christ. And God has taken everything that he has, and he put it all in him. And we get this amazing opportunity. that We get access to all those good things today. His spirit and power and presence. His love and peace and joy, mind and wisdom. Purpose and grace, health and energy, time, finances, resources. It's got the ability to totally restore us, to be fully restored in him. But we have to learn how to get in position, and then we have to learn how to get all these good things flowing through us out into the world where we see the fruit or the result of it. So our first step is to get in position. Our second step is to magnify the light. We're going to turn up the brightness of this light within us. And it's going to expand the capacity where God can flow more of all these good things through us. It's also going to give us hearts that understand God's grace, help us to get this new covenant rooted and established in our heart. And to magnify the light, we've talked about the example of two baskets on a balancing scale. On one side, we've got a basket full of all the issues and problems and testings that we face. On the other side, we've got a basket full of our praises to God. Which basket are we going to fill up? With our thoughts, with our focus, our attention, our meditation, our words. Which basket are we going to put our focus on today? To magnify the light, we're going to fill up that basket of praise. Praising God for who he is, praising him for all that he's done in our life. We can magnify his word and his promises to us in Christ. We can magnify his unfailing love and faithfulness and all that he's done for us in Christ. And just looking back at all that he's done, because what he started, he's going to finish. Now, this is not denying that there's issues or problems. Simply choosing to put our focus on that other basket, to keep filling up that basket of praise, even in the face of problems. But he does give us a choice. We could choose not to do any of this. We could stay stuck in pride and rebellion, bitterness, unforgiveness, insisting on our own way, filling up that other basket with venting, complaining, pouting, toiling away in our mind, trying to figure everything out rather than resting and trusting in him. And that's where we have to learn to recognize the symptoms. Because when we're out of position or magnifying the wrong things, it's going to produce some symptoms in our life. There might be the tendency to retaliate at people or avoid people, withhold good things that we know to do. We might isolate ourselves or give people a silent treatment. On the inside, you'll feel this heaviness and weight and pressure, like it's all sitting on you. You might have feelings of hopelessness or helplessness, like you're trapped or you're stuck and it seems like there's no way out. And all that weight and pressure just drains all the energy right out of you. 
Emotionally, there's the fear and stress and worry. We're dreading things in the future, envisioning all these worst case scenarios, reliving bad things from the past. And unfortunately, this can become a vicious cycle that seems to keep repeating over and over again. But when we take our position in the light, there is rest in our soul. There's fullness and completion in him. Full restoration. And when we rest, God goes to work. And now all those good things in Christ begin to flow. And everything is free and easy and effortless and energizing. And now all of a sudden, we've got hope in any and every situation. Because we've got God with us. And if all this weren't enough, God gives us this amazing gift of grace. That if we ever get off track, it just takes a moment to turn it right back around, get back in position again. I think it starts with getting more aware, getting more present and aware of what's happening, the symptoms we're experiencing. And then we humble ourselves and just say, Father, you know what? I've missed it. Forgive me. We receive that forgiveness from him. We forgive ourselves in the middle. If we need to reconcile with somebody else, we take those steps. And then we start praising and thanking him for his grace and his goodness and his love. And I like to pray this very simple prayer. Father, thank you that what you put within me is more than enough to handle whatever's coming at me today in a beautiful, graceful way. Help me tap into it and see it flowing in my life at a greater level today. You go through that simple process, that weight just lifts off you. Everything begins to flow again. And then our third fundamental. We've got to stay tuned into him today. Every day, God's trying to teach us and train us, but we've got to stay tuned into him. My favorite way to do this is with a journal before bed. And I like to start at the top with what I call some filters. These are just short phrases or statements that I keep writing every night to kind of reinforce God's standard, help me to stay in rhythm with him. I like to start at the very top with what's the big picture vision? Where do I feel like God's leading me in my life? And so I write this at the top for me personally. Abundant life training centers all over the world, making the body of Christ healthy and beautiful. And then I want to bring it down to a yearly level. What do I feel like is the message or the word God gave me for this year? For example, for me personally, 2022, the year of the beautiful land. And then I want to bring it down to a monthly level. What do I feel like is the message God gave us for our partners in the Abundant Life Blueprint this month? This month in July of 2022, it's confidence through praise. Through praise in God, consistently we grow more confident in our faith. And then I want to bring it down to a weekly level with our yearly cycle updates. Where are we in this season of the year? Different seasons of the year just give us different reminders of what God's done for us in Christ. This time of year is a reminder to expand the vision. The unfolding of his word brings light. He's expanding the vision constantly. Reminder to expand the vision. And then I like to start my journal with gratitude and praise to get in position. And then to magnify. What went well today? What are all the ways I saw God showing up today? And then I like to ask this question. God, what were you trying to show me today? And get still and listen and whatever comes into my mind, just begin to write those things down. And then I want to bring it all the way down into today. We started with the big picture vision, then the year, then the month, then the week. And I want to bring it down into today. And that's where I plan out the upcoming day with God. And I've learned to stick with, what do I know to do today? Because I learned, sometimes I was getting ahead of him, toiling away in my mind, trying to figure things out, trying to force things to happen. On the other side, sometimes I was procrastinating on things that I knew to do. So I've learned to stick with, what do I know to do for today? I write out the plan, and then we wake up like a kid on Christmas morning, 
excited for the day because this is the day that the Lord has made. And we remember this very important principle that the first thing out of our mouth every morning sets the tone for the whole day. As I began to learn about this, I began to seek God. What's the best thing for us to say in the morning? I felt like he was taking me back to Genesis chapter 1, the very first words we see God speak. Let there be light. And so those, those are the first words out of my mouth in the morning now. Let there be light. And it's amazing how just such a simple little thing brings a different energy into the day. And then we get connected with him. We start walking out that plan together with him. Full confidence in him. He's right there with us every step of the way. And when we get to that place of confident faith, his grace begins to surge through us. He begins to go to work. He begins to beautify our lives. And beauty is attractive and magnetic and begins to pull more and more of everything God has for us into our life. Let's take a look at these scriptures today. 2 Corinthians 13, 9. The Apostle Paul says, we are glad whenever we are weak, but you are strong. And our prayer is that you may be fully restored. And then he goes on in 2 Corinthians 13, 11. He says, finally, brothers and sisters, rejoice, strive or aim for full restoration. Encourage one another, be of one mind, live in peace. And the God of love and peace will be with you. So he says he's praying for this, that the people will be fully restored. And he tells them to aim or to strive for this. Some versions say fully restored. Some versions say to be mature. Some versions say to be complete. So Heavenly Father, we're asking for your help today. We're asking for full restoration today. I don't know where people need restoration, but we're asking for full restoration today. Whatever needs to be restored, it will be restored and whole and complete. And we thank you that on the night Jesus was betrayed, he took the bread and said, this is my body broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let's just remember, God sent us his one and only son to die for our sins. Jesus is willing to come and humble himself unto death on a cross. And God pours the cup of his wrath onto the body of Jesus. He was crushed by God. He was destroyed by God. We had all turned to our own way. And God laid the sins of us all upon him. And by his stripes, we have been healed. But then Jesus is raised back to life from the dead. He's victorious over death. And he's raised up and he's seated at God's right hand in heavenly places. And God raises us up with him. That same spirit and power that raised him from the dead now lives on the inside of us. He raises us up together with him and seats us together with him in heavenly places. We become one with him. He sent the spirit of his son into our hearts so that we could be heirs. We could be children of God. He connects us back to God, makes us right and holy and perfect in his sight. All through his one sacrifice. So, Father, we thank you for this bread and ask you to bless it in Jesus' name. If you have your bread, you can take your bread. Then after supper, Jesus took the cup. He said, this is the cup of the new covenant. In my blood, poured out for the forgiveness of sins for many. It's the forgiveness of sins that releases us from darkness and transfers us into the light. 
into the kingdom of Jesus. And he's a great king. He's our faithful high priest. His blood washes and cleanses us, makes atonement for us, gives us this new covenant with God, this blood-sworn oath that God is with us and for us. He's working for our good. So, Father, we thank you for this cup and ask you to bless it in Jesus' name. If you have a juice, you can take a juice. All right, let's talk about health and fitness. Our bodies have an amazing ability to be restored. Working with people in the gym for many, many years. I think it starts with the belief. You got something in your body that needs to be restored. Start believing God for it. Nothing's impossible with him. All things are possible with him. Your body has an amazing ability to be restored. And then we got to get started. I think we start with a very humble approach because it's the humble who are given grace. Restoring your body. Start with what can I do safely? What can I do comfortably? And just focus on restoring and building gradually over time from there. Two biggest things. Just believe in it's possible and then start small and grow it over time. People tend to get prideful and try to do too much too soon. Our bodies have an amazing ability to be restored. I just want to encourage you with that today. We've got to do something with it. Take action, but start small. But I hope this has been helpful for you today. If you'd like to learn more about partnering with us in the Abundant Life Blueprint, you can go to the Abundant Life Training Center dot com.